Welcome back to the Team Podcast. I'm your host, James Whitelock. Today's guest is Russell Dalglish. Welcome back, everybody, to the Team Podcast. And I am joined today by Russell Dalglish. Um, hi, Russell. How are you doing? Very well, James. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you uh, on the podcast today. And um, how the kind of the format for these podcasts should go is it we'll kind of get to know, know a little bit about you and your background and your and um, and uh, and your journey, and then we'll move on to talk a little bit about kind of your thoughts on um, on the recruitment industry and anything kind of uh, anything you kind of want to kind of share with us about that. So, for people who kind of never met you or kind of maybe who have met you but have never kind of dug a bit deeper into kind of your background, maybe it's kind of worth kind of sharing with us a little bit about your kind of uh, your your background and your journey to where you are today. Thanks very much, James. I suppose the key things about my background is my focus on technology. So my career has been spent in a number of different sectors, but the linking theme has been technology. Uh, I've worked heavily internationally, particularly in the US and the Far East. I came into recruitment in 1998 really as many people come into recruitment, which was I hadn't really contemplated it as a career. I was working for a software company with a young family, so I'd come back to focus my career in Edinburgh for a few years, where home is. And I was working for a software company and we won a couple of deals and they reached capacity. So at that point, it was either risk some capital and try and grow the company or what else was Russell going to do? So a friend suggested to me that I looked at recruitment and I was more naive about recruitment than anyone you could meet. So I I joined a, a company in Edinburgh and I remember being asked, did I want to do contract or did I want to do perm? And I went, well, which one makes more money? And at that stage, the answer was contract. So that's what I decided to do. And I'll never forget that start because I was sitting next to young men and women who were maybe 10 years my junior. And there was a lot of phone calls going, you know, hello there, have you got any vacancies? I understand this, I've got a good candidate. And I kind of went, ooh, that sounds quite a hard way to make money. So what I did was I spent two weeks studying the market and spent a lot of time speaking to people in the market about how the market worked. You know, what kind of skills were in demand? Where was the market going? Uh, I started to work with a contractor, and I found him a role. And then because we'd built up a relationship, uh, he pointed out to me that the company was with was hiring a couple of other contractors. So I found people to do that. And within six months, we had about 30 technology contractors out. Um, Unix dev people, I think, primarily. Um, And it was the fact that I built a network. So the network came to me that people would say, look, this person's hiring or this person's looking, and I would simply do a matching thing. So that was my introduction to recruitment. And after about a year, um, I got involved with a gentleman, and we started a technology company to do with recruitment because we worked out recruitment's a process. It's 1999. this internet thing seems here to stay. And we started to build out a technology platform which mapped the recruitment process and 
historically now we look back and apparently we had the first software as a service technology model in Europe and we won some impressive clients, including IBM. And we rolled out this platform to IBM across 50 countries. So that got me into recruitment. It got me into agency. It got me into technology. And I've kind of been there ever since. It's always been a component part of my career is working on both the agency side and on the technology side. I work a bit with um, Talent Tech Partners out of Manhattan, which is the um, uh, tech incubator and real great research place for technology that's coming into recruitment. So I've built recruitment companies, sold recruitment companies, split between the US and the UK. And that's been really interesting as well about the different approaches to um, recruitment in the two sectors. And I am passionate about recruitment. I think recruitment is possibly the glue that keeps our economy working. And I feel that the recruitment industry has sort of forgotten the value that they add to the sector and as said, viewed themselves as being suppliers, i.e. trying to please the client. So ending up with HR departments running them and people saying, well, we're going to take 13% of the first year salary of the individual or 8% margin off. And these figures are actually, they've got nothing to do with the value that's delivered by the recruitment agency. Now, this, is, this is my passion, please, but recruitment agencies change the world. So. Recruitment agencies change the world of the individual where they find that individual a new job. Now, that new job can transfer that individual's life and their family's life, adding huge value. On the company side, by finding the right person to go into a company, you can add more value to that company than any other activity they will take. And I'm mesmerized by the recruitment industry not understanding this value piece. The people that do understand it are at the headhunting end where they're putting the senior people into companies for large fees. But I'm really passionate about the recruitment industry understanding the value that we deliver and getting a reward based on that value. So taking that into account, how do you go about uh, changing that because that seems quite a fundamental kind of change management process across an in, almost an entire industry. So you've mentioned that the head, the kind of when you're at a very senior level, the kind of headhunting level, they understand that. Whether that's due to just the way that process works, or whether that's due to kind of the fact that it's the smaller, smaller networks and higher fees, etc. But when you kind of move into the kind of more volume piece, how do how does that how do you uh, kind of get that ethos and that methodology into into those kinds of those businesses? Well, let's think about it from the, the client perspective. So the company that's going to hire someone. Now, if you think about it as a fundamental premise, the company doesn't actually want to hire a human being. What they want to do is to address a challenge they have or to take on board an opportunity they have. The way that they're going to solve that problem or take that opportunity is they've decided that a human being's the person to fix that. The value piece is in understanding the business. So it's understanding the problem the company's trying to overcome or the opportunity the company's trying to, to, trying to take on board. So if you align yourself as a partner to ensuring that that company achieves its objective, that's where you'll get close enough to add true value to what you're doing. Isn't part of that then convincing the the client that you you're coming in from that position? Because 
I would imagine customers sometimes their feeling is, well, we've got a we've got a role to fill, uh, so we're not going to be able to do this ourselves. Let's let's put this out to tender to a couple of recruitment agencies, and there's a much there's a there's a transactional kind of viewpoint that the customer has. So so there's kind of you've got to do change management on both sides for the for the agency's got to understand where they where they can add value, but the customer obviously needs to kind of understand where you're adding value and that they're and that it's not just a transactional process that you really would do want to be a partner. So you've got to be talking to the right person. So the people who put some put a vacancy out to a couple of recruitment agencies don't typically be the people who are running the strategy for the business. So in every recruitment agency I've I've been involved with, my goal has been to get to the chief executive of our client to understand what they are trying to achieve. And if you and that's that's where the win is. So if I sit down with the chief exec and they tell me that they want to exit the company within three years, they're going to double the size of the company and enter two new markets. I'll then align the support I give them to do that. Of course, finding the people and lining up the people in the future to take on board those roles, but also sharing with them that vital market intel. Now we can decide to be recruiters who send in CVs or fill in job applications, or we can be, decide to be valued partners. The, the insight recruiters can provide is huge because we know what's happening in the market. We know who's hiring, who's firing, who's growing, who's shrinking, what skills are in demand, how much these skills cost. We know that instinctively, but for some reason, so many recruitment agencies are hesitant about sharing that with the client. And that's where the value is. I, I, I ran a, a £200 million business out of um, Hammersmith in London. I never got a phone call from a recruitment agency that started any conversation like, hi, Russell, we've got real in-depth knowledge of your sector. We'd love to come and chat to you about it. I'd have taken that call. That's what mm -hmm. I want to know. I want to know what's happening in the market. People would phone me up and say, I've got a CV, can I send it? Yes, send it to my HR person. What you've um, got to do is to think about your market knowledge and use that to get the right meeting. So a lot of the um, team membership, team recruit, the recruiters in the team membership are smaller businesses. They're kind of maybe one man or two man businesses. And I suppose playing devil advocate here, they might say this sounds like a lot of work for a busy one man recruiter. So how do you kind of split your time and how do you kind of you know make sure that you are on top of your game when it comes to being this kind of market authority that you need to be to kind of become the partner with your clients but also do the day job I, I, it, sorry it's, it's obvious to me that what, what what you do is you focus on where the value is so if if you want to if you want to maintain being a one-person business and not grow that business I would suggest that you probably want to focus on the high value opportunities. So having one or two clients where you have a relationship at a very senior level, that'll probably feed you as long as those companies are growing. If you want to grow the business though, the values in your relationships and understanding of the market, not in using CRM systems or processing bits of paper. Those are the, those are the opportunities you can give to others as you hire and grow. So you've got to start by defining what is it you want to achieve. So most people I speak to in recruitment want to build a recruitment business and then sell that recruitment business. 
However, they haven't spent time talking to people who buy recruitment businesses to understand where the true value is. The value in a recruitment business isn't just in the the numbers or the number of placements or the EBITDA or the margin. It's in what what is the strength of that business or that brand within a market? So if I buy that, I can then build from that brand. So it all comes down to what you want to do and what you want to achieve. Um, that's uh, incredible kind of value, uh, valuable information, uh, Russell. Um, I'm sure the uh, that's something that all of the kind of recruitment businesses within team can kind of uh, can take away from. So even demanding if they're, they're smaller or larger, if they're growing, even if they're kind of not ready to kind of grow yet, I think there's something there that everyone can um, pick from. So thanks very much. Uh, for 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 talking to me today, Russell. Um, what we'll also do, we'll include all of your details in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get in contact to know more about what you and how and how you can help them, then um, they can kind of check out the show notes. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Team Podcast. I've been your host, James Whitelock. For more information about Team, visit the Team Network. .co.uk. The Team Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.